and we're back. Time is really flying by. We're already on episode three. And I know (laughs) I'm already about to serve y'all some bad news. I know last week I promised you all I was going to have tea this week. And your girl forgot. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to play y'all. I didn't forget. I procrastinated in trying out a tea didn't have the time, sorry. Your girl's got things on her plate. Gotta worry about eating off this plate versus drinking that tea sometimes. And so, had to prioritize. Wasn't able to try that tea. I'll definitely try it within the next week, I promise you. (laughs) And I'll let you know my review and how to make it. But let's just get the ball rolling. Today's topic will be... um. Let's see. Let me. I didn't. I obviously didn't think about this ahead of time, but how to word this, as I should say. Um, today's topic is behind closed doors enjoyments. Does that make sense? Things that you enjoy behind closed doors. That's the topic. And we'll get into that more, of course, in a bit. But let's, let's hit the mini topics of you know, current in the news, and then we'll we'll dive into that because I know it sounds intriguing. All right, so this week of news has been all over the place when it comes to emotions. We've laughed, been confused, angry, and most likely more different emotions. And the first story I would like to mention on the lightest of notes, by the way, uh, it is Little B's new hairdo. Uh, okay, base guide. He done, he done hit us with the shoulder length locks. You know, um, goddess locks on deck. I sees you. And I don't know if it's just me, but it completely changes like everything. Like I have a whole different view of him now just by this hairstyle. And I love that about us black people. And and I mean, it, it has, it affects for other races. But man, when we switch up our hair, we do it to the T and we be looking like a whole different person. And so shout out to Lil B and this new hairdo. To be honest, even though I, I love the whole idea of it and how it changed him I'm still deciding on if it's an L or not I don't know if it's for the better it's it's a change but I'm 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 not too sure if I if I like this more but whatever whatever it is because I don't want no beef I'm not trying to get cursed whatever whatever base god does it's it's the wave it's good it doesn't it, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm backtracking now because I'm really not trying to get the base god curse. <laughs> but not for real, base god, I love you. Um, tea with Tammy, you can hit me up on Twitter, base god. I'm always here to talk. So thank you, base god. Next in the news is Netflix original Marvel series Luke Cage. If, if not mistaken, uh, we've discussed this before, and if you're needing a refresher, it's the all black everything superhero show. And by all black everything, I mean the hero was black, the villain black, the cops black, 
love interest black, father figure black. Everything was black on black and the blackness can, can go on. I can continue to name other things or people in the, in the show that were just black. Just everyone's black. So it's definitely pro-black. But the news about this Luke Cage show is that it was recently revealed that Lucy Liu will direct the premiere of season two. Off top, first thing, gotta say, this is an amazing look for Lucy Liu. Amazing kudos to her for scoring this because, um, it's Marvel. So anything involving you and the Marvel brand, you've already won. You, you, you made it. You, you've got it. But here's the catch and the real tea to the situation that I really wanted to touch on about this is that it, expectations are like sky high. When you say Marvel, we expect flawlessness. You expect to cry, laugh, be mad, be hyped, be everything. Like your expectations as a comic Marvel fan or just a mo- going to the movies period because no one's trying to spend their money in these streets. We got we've got the internet where we can find things for free. And so expectations are running high, but I mean, who Lucy Lou has had a great track record. She hasn't done anything wrong. I mean, um from what I can recall or remember in her career, she hasn't had any flops, but what I will say is that if this episode or her premiere of Luke Cage flops or it is it doesn't live up to flawless this could really tarnish her record like tremendously but you know what I'm not even gonna let's not even put that out there it's let's stay positive and hope that her performance as a director of the season premiere of Luke Cage season two isn't elementary uh uh-huh. Did you get it? Elementary, because she's on that show. Elementary, but anyway, um, if <laughs> let's just let's just move on because I feel like my jokes aren't gonna land <laughs> throughout throughout these podcasts, so I'll just skim over that. Next, all right, this is on another on a not so light note, on a more serious note. And it's unfortunate that we have to take things to this topic, but it is out there and it needs to be addressed. So let's talk about the youth in hip hop right now and how strange they are, to say the least. No, actually, let's, I'm not even going to try to give them the benefit or give them or sugarcoat this. I'm going to, I'm not going to say strange. The youth in hip hop right now is harmful to the culture and it's not everyone. So let's not even, let's not even go there. I don't want to hear about your, your homie little, little one eye who has his mixtape out and who is a great inspiration for the kids on your block. I get it. He's a great rapper and he's 17 and he's going to be the next chance. I get it. But the majority of the mainstream youth in hip-hop is harmful and one person that is just in the forefront of this right now is Lil Pump. Mr. Lil Pump. Lil Pump is 
To be honest, I really don't know. Says he's an artist. Hmm, not too sure. Uh, that's up for a debate. <laughs> but when it comes to Little Pump, he tweeted on July 9th, Xanax is the wave. Um, the hell? And first thing I would like to say is that I am disappointed in the fact that the hip hop community, the culture, didn't check this kid. I saw some scattered, some scattered things here and there, but no one really put Lil Pump in his, in his place. And granted, at the end of the day, what the fuck is a Lil Pump? And so maybe, <laughs> maybe some people didn't actually see. Um, that he tweeted this out, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna play dumb because this is also the same kid who celebrated reaching, I think it was like a million followers on Instagram or Twitter, something of that sort. He celebrated that by cutting a Xanax shaped and designed cake. And what type of message is that? But you know what? If you're still thinking, Okay, that's like two things. It's really not even that big of a deal. It's just cake. It's gone. It's already eaten. Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, he also has a song, um, that he's, that he's really promoting titled Molly. Another reinforcement of his drug, um, encouragements. And he also tweeted back, back in March, I believe, he tweeted, I don't read books. I pop Xanax. Do you realize how detrimental that is? This little pump man that you may not be aware of, who may not be on your radar, but is on many kids' radars, he said that. He said that to them. So to not keep going off on this kid for obviously doing ignorant things and promoting a very harmful lifestyle... I think that it's time that we take the responsibility to make sure that ignorant and harmful messages like this don't get glamorized or romanticized or whatever else the fuck term white people use that these kids are doing in hip hop. I don't care who you are out there. You and me both know playing with prescription drugs really isn't going to live to a beneficial life. And to add on to that, I would just like to say it's bad enough that we have to deal with police killing us. So can we just not kill ourselves too? (laughs) Like, (laughs) are we trying to wipe us out? So that's, that could even be a a deeper um, conversation on a whole nother level, but that's for another episode. Can we just stop killing ourselves and helping the agenda? of uh, some evil people in the world. Because unfortunately, um, promoting this type of lifestyle of not reading and popping Xanax and eating Xanax cake and all of these ignorant things could lead to unfortunately death. And so, so let's take the responsibility and make sure that this doesn't This doesn't even get attention. No one entertains this. No one rides that wave. Xanax, not the wave. Another quick mini topic before we get into our main topic, which 
it's kind of ironic. I'm going to mention this every time we do this, but our main topic is always going to feel like our shortest topic because it's more of something that I just want to be open-ended and something that you continue to carry with you and answer and discuss with other people. And you, you spread that, that conversation because I think that the topics on Tea with Tammy are things that need to be talked about. Okay, but anyway, last mini topic. I was recently watching Everyday Struggle, which is the complex uh, YouTube show that we all seem to watch now. It's just like, as soon as the whole uh, Migos <laughs> BET Awards red carpet incident, their views have spiked, obviously, of course, as they would, because that was a great moment in hip hop. Um, yeah, and so it's like we're all on the same page when we come to, when we talk about everyday struggle, because we're all watching it now. But I was just recently watching it, and they were talking about how rappers get money in other ways to actually survive. Because the, the, what they were talking about is how there's the running joke of how Joe Budden is, is broken, you know, lame in the streets. As for like when it comes to hip hop, when really like he is not broke at all. He, he eats and he eats well. And he was on the BT red carpet too. Like people forget to, realize where Joe Budden is at sometimes but he was saying how just because I don't have a hit song or I haven't dropped an album or you know been on the radio uh doesn't mean (laughs) I don't have money or I'm like you know just broken these streets like that and so it really sparked the question on you know where are most rappers getting their money because when you realize mainstream radio and you know just mainstream outlets period we're cycling the same 10 to 20 artists all day and anyone outside of that you got to find them on soundcloud or another type of means you got to dig a little deeper to find you know the other people that you also like and so we're always going to hear drake chance Kendrick, you know, all the big names, Big Sean, J. Cole on the radio, but you're not always going to hear a Joey Badass song on the radio. And so for, for rappers like that, where are they, how are they eating? You know, where are they getting their money? And I thought that was a really good question to ask and realization for consumers and fans because so so many people are quick to say someone's lame someone's wax someone's broke someone's whatever when that's really not even the case and it's kind of funny how much people don't realize is going on behind the scenes and so that's that was that many topic of where is where is the money in hip-hop for 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 rappers like where where are they eating where are they mostly eating and my my guess or my assumption is shows i think people sometimes underestimate how well someone can eat off of a show and just not strictly off of the the ticket sale but like you know like the merchandise also at the show that they're profit profiting off of and so me being a rapper who's not on the radio but still has a solid fan base fan base where i can get someone out to my show because i know they've been rocking with me for a while that is revenue for your pockets 
And you got to realize you don't have to sell out the garden uh, to eat. <laughs> you can sell out a little speakeasy, a little poetry joint, like coffee shop that that holds like 50 to 100 people. And if you're charging $20 or depending on the, the artist, it could be up to maybe I don't know if we're talking about a speakeasy. I don't know if I'm gonna spend more than twenty dollars in a small ass house looking coffee shop. But you you get what I'm saying. Like multiply that twenty by the hundred people that you have in the room. Um, that that's a good amount of money, and you probably only had to pay like a hundred dollars to book the space and so like you're you're just making a lot of profit and if you got your shirts and you're selling little stuff it's it's a thing and so it also depends on what type of artist you are but you gotta you, you gotta be able to work your talent and you don't have to be on the radio to get money and there's lots of lots of money in hip-hop in different crevices and spaces and it doesn't have to come from a hit song on the radio i'm rambling let's move on to our main topic which is behind closed doors enjoyments the things that you would enjoy behind closed doors and by that i don't mean that we're gonna talk about oh yes i love i don't know i don't even know what an example would be something freaky or sexual something of that sort nope not gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about how i am frustrated as a i was going to say thick but i'm gonna say plus size because that's just more accurate (laughs) as a plus size woman getting hit on and having people in my dms wanting to inquire yet when you get on the internet or when you get in the public it's a whole different type of story on the type of woman you would want or pursue if that makes sense and so i'm i'm tired of lots of men in these streets denying or not owning what they actually enjoy and like. And they only give us props for us plus size girls behind closed doors. And that goes for a lot of other things. It doesn't even have to be about being plus size. That's just my example. It can be about someone who's really not there in their career. People love to get on the internet and be like, man, if you don't got a car, if you don't got a you know, a pension for 401k, if you don't got the, if you're not making six figures a year, if you don't have all of these requirements, I'm not going to even look your direction. When we know goddamn well, that is not the case for all of you people out there. And I'm sorry to put y'all on blast, but man, I be friends with these people and they dating Joe Schmo who works down the street and that is fine down the street could mean that oh like he currently works at a grocery store he's he's working on he's in school something like that where it's just like he doesn't have it together all the way yet but you're dating him and you like him and you want to support him and you want to make sure he gets where he needs to be and i'm gonna need you to stop acting like that's not who you really like And just another example to put it more in context for people. It can even be on a deeper level, which I know can make some uncomfortable. But if you're, you know, kind of being ashamed of someone who you're dating or embarrassed or 
you know, scared of the reaction of others if you're dating someone who is a different race or someone of the same sex or someone of a different religion, you know, some someone from a different class, things like that. And I really think we need to be comfortable with ourselves and what we actually enjoy ourselves because it's only going to make society and the world a better place. Not to be cliche, but let's be real. If we're all comfortable with what we like and who's amongst us, what's the issue? Lots of things are a facade, unfortunately. And I think that a lot of things could be cured when it comes to hatred in the world or just a hostile environment sometimes or fakeness or whatever is not being able to be comfortable with what you like. And so let's stop loving and enjoying things behind closed doors. So you hear that, fellas, who be sliding in the DMs of mine? And I say fellas, but don't get excited because that's plural, but it's really like two. (laughs) It's it's really like barely, barely plural. It's two to three people in the DMs. So I, I don't have it like that. Don't got the sauce working on the juice. I'm still sipping tea. But the point I'm trying to make is if you slide into my DMs or someone else's DMs talking about how you love them and what they they like, how they look and who they are as a person and they turn around and check your timeline and you're romanticizing and fantasizing and putting people on a pedestal that are nothing like you. (laughs) And it's even worse if it's like something that's cliche. I hate when a man is inquiring about me and I'm thick and I'm black and I check his Twitter timeline and he's like, he's like giving props to all the skinny white bitches. And I'm like, really? And that's no hate to a skinny white bitch. I'm just saying... Let's just be consistent with what we like behind closed doors than what we are in front of those doors, okay? Think on that, sleep on that, and maybe tomorrow you'll be able to um, shout out all the big girls in the world because we need it, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I'm so over this. This podcast was a hot mess. Um, we talked about a lot of good stuff though. Uh, do the damn thing that I tell you to do every freaking episode and follow all of the, the mediums, all the mediums of Tea with Tammy, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You know the rest. I'm going to post it somewhere. So do all that. Like it, repost it, retweet it, share it, all of that good stuff. Tea with Tammy on everything. Next time, I I swear to you, I'll have tea. I swear to you. But until then... (laughs) 